The Tomb of Annihilation, as played by the Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges. The story so far. An insidious death curse has been rumoured to exist in Faerun, causing the resurrection provided through arcane and divine magics to no longer work. Those that already have benefited from these powers, wizards, clerics, and other heroes already fallen and brought back to the land of the living, have started to die a slow and agonizing death. Thought by some to be hiding somewhere in the depths of the jungles of Chort, the cause of this curse is known as the Soulmonger, and it must be sought out, lest it irreversibly destroy the world. Four heroes were hired by the Archmage Sindra Sylvain to destroy the Soulmonger. The Reverend Zibignu Zibi Harkonnen, a human cleric of Thor, sent by the abbot of his order. Kao Siliquine Nalo, a half-elf monk and bodyguard with a tragic past. The world-renowned half-elf fighter, author and adventurer Percival Silverlight, and finally Rana Cree, a human druid and native of Chort, hired to help those unaware of the dangers of the peninsula. Having been briefed by Wakanga, a merchant prince of Portney and Zaro, and Sindra about the Soulmonger and the previous expeditions sent into the jungle, our adventurers had much to prepare for before heading off in search of the necromantic device. While discussing the past expeditions, the group was given a journal, recovered from a failed expedition, that revealed the possible existence of a shield guardian and its control rod somewhere in the jungle. The control rod was recognized by Rana as a decorative piece worn by a goblin chieftainess from a village called Yeldia that apparently moves through the air. Following Wakanga's suggestion, the team decided to pay a visit to the Temple of Savras to meet with Grandfather Zatembe, the leader of that divination order. Upon reaching the temple, the group found Grandfather Zatembe being accosted by a group of assassins from the shady organization known as the Zentarim. Zibi's hot temper at the disrespect of the assassins led to a fight to defend Zatembe, but they were no match for the Zentarim and were forced to reconsider their position once Zibi was knocked out cold. However, Grandfather Zatembe was grateful for the group stepping in and offered to help them, revealing the following. The Zentarim were after a man known as Artus Simba, a member of the adventuring group the Harpers, and thought to be hiding in Chol. Zatembe was unable to find the source of the death curse, despite previous attempts to scry on it. He said that without more information, such as a name, he was unable to pierce any further. His student, Inet, was suffering from disturbing prophetic dreams, a lurking horror in an area known as the Aldani Basin. Red men were being overshadowed by the heart of Ubtau, a semi-mythical object hanging over the jungle. 
leaving Grandfather Zatembe to find out where the village of Yelyark was currently located. The party went looking for work to secure funds for their expedition into the jungle. They met with Lerik Deshlind, member of the Lord's Alliance and contact for the Order of the Gauntlet, who asked for help in mapping out two areas of interest in the jungle, Orolunga and Nangalore, ruins from an ancient kingdom of Chort, long since lost to the wilderness. Heading to the Giggling Squid, a tavern of some repute in the Red Market, they met with Andril Silvertusk, a priest of Torm, who hired the party to escort her up the Shoshan Star River to Camp Righteous, an encampment of the Order of the Gauntlet, a group of paladins keen to eradicate the evil undead Chult's jungles. Having agreed to take on Inet, the Acolyte, and Undral in their first foray into the jungle, the group headed up the Shoshan Star on canoes procured by Undral. Led somewhat dubiously by Rana through the jungle, the group made good time on their journey, though were slightly waylaid by a run-in with some Batari, goblins of the jungle, who tried to steal some of the group's equipment. Despite this, the party pressed on, and with the use of some divine blessing from a mysterious statue in a mangrove forest, found their way to Camp Righteous. Except that Camp Righteous was no more. To their dismay, the party found that the Order of the Gauntlet had been forced to abandon their forward camp by an attack from a horde of the undead. This they learned from a pack of goblins, which attacked the party after they had explored the temple under which the abandoned camp was built. Though the group were able to penetrate the chamber of the temple, avoiding the devious traps placed in their path to retrieve a magical item known as an alchemy jug, they sadly lost Inette to a fire trap. Leaving the temple, the pack of goblins were quickly dispatched by the party, with Rana in spider form disrupting the goblins' attempt to ambush the party, with their leader and one other goblin being captured and interrogated by the group. The Order of the Gauntlet, it transpired, had fled upstream from their abandoned first camp. And so, after burying Annette and dealing with a minor skirmish with another undead in the toilet, the party took the goblin leader and Polly, a fledgling Axbeak, with them on their journey upstream to the Order's newly established forward post, Camp Vengeance. Reeling from their defeat and struggling to cope with the jungle's climate and condition, the Order's paladins were desperate for aid in improving their current situation. Magical healing provided by Zibi went some way to ingratiating the party with the camp leader, Commander Breakbone, but substantial aid from Portney and Zaro was going to be needed if the Order was to make any headway in their goal. Having delivered Undral to the Order, and with the desire to help better establish the camp as a base of operations in Chalk, the party made their way back to the city of Portney and Zaro, there to meet with Leric Deshland, to deliver missives from Breakbone, and to alert him to the current plight of order. On the way, the group deposited the goblin leader on the bank of the river, leaving him to fend for himself. 
The group also ran into an unusual pair making their way up the Shoshan Star by canoe. A dinosaur humanoid named Dragonbait, and a human man who declined to give his name. The pair claimed to be familiar with Chalk, and told the party to avoid Nangalore as it is a death trap, and that the ruin of Uralunga was no more than a myth. Continuing on to the city, the party visited the public bathhouse in order to freshen up, before delivering news of Annette's passing to Zetembe. Though grieved to know of her death, the old leader of the temple promised to aid the party in searching for the soulmonger in earnest, and delivered to Siliqui a disturbing prophecy concerning the murderer of her old mentor and a warning about thunder. Since Setembe himself seemed unaware of the prophecy he had just given, Siliqui was left to ponder the meaning of his words quietly, as the group then briefed Wakanga on their first journey into the jungle. Wakanga was able to identify the strange man they had met, revealing that he had been Arta Simba, the one whom the Zentarim were keen to find. Wakanga in turn insisted that Artis had to be found by the right people as soon as possible. Following this, the group met with Leric to discuss the plight of the Order of the Gauntlet, who told the party that in order to secure the necessary support the Order needed, they would need to persuade the merchant princes of the city to aid the Order in the form of reduced prices on their wares would help create a supply chain to the camp. The party left for the giggling squid, considering their options and wondering how best to approach these merchant princes. But the jungle had other plans for their evening, however, as a horn blowing on the walls alerted the party to the encroaching menace of a zombie horde making its way to the city by way of the valley known as Melar's Throat. Learning that one of the merchant princes Jessamine was trapped in the Temple of the Throat. The party heroically fought their way through hordes of undead to ensure Jessamine's escape to the city gates and held the line to allow commoners too to make their way to safety. Aided at the last moment by Wakanga and Zindar, the dragonborn harbormaster, the party were able to defend the throat from the zombie horde successfully earning themselves the respect and praise of the city's common folk and placing one of the merchant princes they needed to persuade in their debt. One merchant prince down, six more to go.